Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're finally here. The premiere episode. The premiere show on Ready Check Radio, too. The first show to break the ground of our podcast. couple more coming, but welcome to the Relic Grind. This is our Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast, episode one. You're watching. It's October 15th. Chat is here live with us. If you're not live, you're watching it on YouTube or on the site. And that's fine, too. Put your comments in. We'll be sure to review them for next week's show. I've got a couple gentlemen that are going to go through some stuff with me. We had Live Letter 60 on the Final, Fan- Final Fantasy 14 front. But this isn't just a 14 show, so we've got some other Square Enix news for you. Some good. Some maybe, you know, not so good. Maybe I mean, it could be better. I'm, they're, 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 you know, it made money. I don't I don't know if it'll keep making mo- we'll get to it a little later but before we do I need to introduce my hosts also on the line with me Mr. Chris Montoya aka Tarkoth how are you sir Greetings programs I am fabulous thanks for having me No no thank you for being here welcome to the relic grind I think so many uh viewers will probably if they followed Final Fantasy 14 for a while may know me from XIV or mm. appearing on uh, State of the Realm with Mr. Happy and stuff. But let's get a little intro into you, Chris. Where do you sure. come from? What's your experience with Final Fantasy XIV? All that good stuff. I started with Final Fantasy XIV back in 1.0. I have the collector's box somewhere. Um, it's sitting on a shelf and shall collect us for eternity. Um, I played about a month and realized that game was heart garbage. Um, it took you a month. Back- it took me a month. I'm and questioning your with, judgment. I'm questioning. <laughs> and and he got the collector's edition, so I was invested. But uh, no, it was it was not good. Um, but been playing uh, since a Realm Reborn started, and have not left. It is amazing, and I love it, and I can't wait to talk about it. Awesome. Well, welcome, welcome. Also on the line, Mr. Adam Lane, aka Kronos. What's up, Adam? How are you, my friend? I'm good. How you doing? You know, well, no, I can't complain. Nobody listens. You know how it is. <laughs> Nobody listens. Mm-hmm. So, Adam, many know you from other things, but as far as the 14 front, let's get a little a little recap about where you come from on the, the game. Uh, sure, yeah. So I did not play 1.0. Uh, I did not get to experience that. I've <laughs> only been able to live it through, like, what people had on YouTube, stuff like that, um, looking up, like, lore that I missed out on. I started around patch 2.1-ish. So not quite on release, but pretty shortly after. Was this like a uh, friend talked you into it type thing? Well, you know, I'm, I'm big into Final Fantasy, right? But uh, I was never so much big into the MMO side. Didn't play really 11 at all. Um, so 14, I had to be kind of coerced and talked into. Um, but a lot of my friends were playing it. Um, and they got me into like raiding, essentially. Uh, I remember kind of stepping into Second Coil Bahamut back then. So it's a while ago. And uh, the raiding kind of hooked me. And then everything else hooked me from there. So... It is good at that. It is definitely good at that. And we're not going to rehash like the merits of 14. If you're watching this show, you know the merits of 14. So just to give you a little introduction, Adam and I, so Tarkoth, you and I have known each other for quite some time from uh, back through Game Breaker, actually. 
So that's, you work. know, six years, seven years ago now. Mm -hmm. uh, Adam, you and I have like a different beginning of our friendship. Well, ours comes from mm -hmm. the actual Final Fantasy trading card game, uh, not an online game at all. So, I mean, you're a few states away, but we met yeah, through a number of tournaments and all that stuff. What's yeah. that? You got to meet in person the old-fashioned way. Yeah, we, we had to do the old-fashioned way. Shake hands. Uh, as you were with the RVA Returners, did content for Final Fantasy TCG. Yes, the people in chat that don't know, there is a trading card game. It is fantastic. A new set comes out in like two weeks here. So three weeks, sorry. Uh, yes, absolutely. You've seen me plug that before. We're going to do that again. We will talk about that on this show. Not today. There's not really a whole lot of news, but in a couple of weeks, expect that to be a topic on the show. So, gentlemen, I think we should just get right down to it. For the Final Fantasy XIV fans out there, this has been kind of a good week after a very long extended doldrums. Uh, I, I, I say long. Other games have gone longer. I mean, But it's longer than we are used to as Final Fantasy XIV fans with patches being delayed due to COVID and things like that. But this week, we actually had some good stuff happen. We had Live Letter 60 on, uh, on Friday, the 9th. Then, of course, we had 5.35 and Bosja come to the, the, the game this week as well. We're going to go through the Live Letter here because there are some things I want to get your opinions on. Uh, let's keep Bosja for its own topic, though. I mean, it, although they did talk about it in the Live Letter, since that is live, let's kind of treat that a little differently. We'll set it off to the side. We'll do that after the Live Letter. Uh, and... I mean, there weren't there weren't really like tons of spoilers in it. It wasn't like spoilerific no. or anything. Maybe one or two, what somebody might consider a minor spoiler. So we'll we'll kind of stay away from them. But we'll get to that in a. So there is a card game you can play, Scions. <laughs> yes, you can. For a long time, it was a meta deck. <laughs> they were very meta for a little while, and there's some new ones coming out in the new set. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that that's Greg Cole. It's got to be. By the way. It's got to be. It's got to <laughs> be Greg busting my balls. Yeah. Uh, he, who, by the way, Greg Cole is one of the masters at running the Scions deck for everybody else in chat. Uh, he, <laughs> Greg, see, now we're already sidetracked. Eight minutes into the show, we're already sidetracked. Greg Cole Focus. made Scions beat meta decks when it wasn't a meta deck anymore. Just so, <laughs> just so you know, his love for Scions is totally legit, and it's fun watching him play it. Anyway... Back to the live letter, uh, live letter 60. Let's start with the big one. Adam, we'll start with you. 5.4 was uh, revealed. We got the name, Futures Rewritten. We got a release date window, early December. So one, probably one of the first two Tuesdays of December is usually what that kind of indicates. Still on track for that date and continues the main scenario what do you think futures rewritten i think it kind of speaks to where we might be going here some some things have changed that might alter the future already so what were your thoughts on the the reveal and them still being on track here yeah so i was actually surprised that it's going to be as early as it is um i was kind of expected something maybe later in the month maybe almost like beginning of new year but i yeah. think we can kind of infer from this based on like what we know, because if, if Final Fantasy is anything, 14 that is, uh, they're pretty predictable, right? Um, and, and that's a good and a bad thing. I'm sure we'll discuss that many times on the show. Um, so my guess is probably somewhere like December 8th is when this is going to release. Um, as far as the title goes, uh, yeah, it says a lot, right? I mean, that's a pretty big title to kind of throw out there. 
like you said, we've gone to this other realm at this point. We've done a lot of things, and and those people from there were from different times, and so it's going to probably be a lot of things where now we're coming back to the source and seeing how what we've done kind of affects that now that we're kind of done with the Shadowbringer story as it is. Um, so I'm interested to see where they go. There's a lot of options they can do. I mean, obviously, we still have the stuff from the end of the last patch, you know, that kind of thing that Stormblood's really never yeah. ended kind of thing. Um, so I'm interested to see where they're going. It's really hard for me to determine exactly what they're going to do, though, because, like I said, they have so, there's so many options. Um, and then, Yeah, and we kind of don't care yeah. in the world of Final Fantasy XIV about timelines and alternate universes. We're just like, yeah, you want to come back to the other one? That's fine. Here, jump in this crystal. Come on. Let's go. We're going to bring you back. Oh, wake up. Welcome. You're a Scion. How are you? You're like, oh, yeah. okay, shit, sure. I'm a Scion. Awesome. I love it. So we really don't care about paradoxes or breaking anything. So, Chris, this could go in a number <laughs> of different directions, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we spend a whole expansion and a whole other plane of existence. So the fact that we're coming back uh, feels good, though. Um, you know, we're going to get back to hopefully to, to Xenos, uh, Fanadiel, um, or Asai, as uh, some people know him. Um, and I hope we can tie up some loose ends um, with this uh, Futures Rewritten. It, it was uh, said by Grahatia, the very first trailer for Shadowbringers, if it needs to be written, rewrite the future. Um, so I'm excited uh, for what's going to come uh, leading up to the next expansion. Adam, there's a man taking notes right there. Mm -hmm. he busted out some quotes from trailers from months and months and months ago he saw the show notes and was like all right time to research this i won't be ready it's <laughs> gonna be ready uh new dungeon predictably uh coming yep. in this patch matoya's relict it is uh trust usable so i mean we don't have a lot of info on the dungeon itself if you have a thought or two about it uh, i really don't uh i do like matoya as a character, that's one of my favorite mounts is the damn broom. And I don't know why it's dumb. It's just a broom. But I feel like that mount is faster than every other mount I own. <laughs> I know that's not the case, but visually that mount looks faster than than every other mount when the, the animations go off. Uh, but more importantly, Adam, are you a trust guy? Like, do you run with with trusts? Did you in the, in the story when the expansion came out and through all the patches now? Because I'm more of a... I love running the dungeons with a trust the first time through, so I, I through, through the story. That way I <laughs> right. can learn the mechanics and not piss off a bunch of people. And I've never found it like, you know, too easy or too hard or anything. It was fine. Just walk through and, and do it. But I know mm -hmm. a lot of people have like a big dislike for the trust and that, that I kind of, I kind of don't get. <laughs> it, they're, they're a bit slow, right? I, I usually run with my friends the first time through because a lot of us are on when the patch drops. Um, as far as trust, they're, they're, I have them all max level just because I, I legit do pretty much everything in this game, or at least I try to. Right. Um, so, I mean, I haven't really ran actually any expert dungeons with trust, though. I leveled my trust up to 80 and then kind of just stopped. Um, I'm the type of person that would rather run with friends or or run just the roulette, just get random people. Uh, but, you know, I, I understand the, the purpose of them, why they're there, and it's cool to do it from, like, a story perspective. I think... A lot of people that are really big lore buffs or whatever will just want to run the dungeons with the characters that are like quote unquote supposed to be there. Yeah, but but it's really it's really never been my thing, honestly. I like 
Tor- Torchwick in chat. I'm the opposite. I learn faster having someone tell me what I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I. It's not a question of like learning it faster. I would just rather not piss off strangers, Chris. Uh, the first time through when I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, that's how that mechanic works. Oh, okay, get in the pit, and it creates the illusion of the effect going over you. Okay, that's cool, by yeah. the way. I like that. Uh, okay, so now I know. That, when the trust did that, did they all go in the pit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we all died. Yeah, we like, because, <laughs> you know, we're... Yeah, you know, we're all raiders. We try to cheese as much stuff as we can. Oh, absolutely. And we're like, oh, okay, this is probably a knockback. We're okay. Oh, what's that big <laughs> hole over there? Yeah. And then we all die. <laughs> and we're like, oh, okay, we see. We see what we have to do now. The part that's part of the fun too, uh, also. But I, like I said, I totally understand um, the trust thing and why people actually prefer that. And I think it's a good thing. Like, there's no reason why we can't have that in the game. So. Yeah, and I mean, in Final Fantasy, it comes from Final Fantasy XI, right? For those of you that, that aren't playing that or never played it. Mm-hmm. It, that the trust system is in fine it's a little more comprehensive like because it has to be right the player base of final fantasy 11 is not what it used to be uh and so you know you kind of need people to play with so your trust members can literally run around the world with you and just do whatever and, and farm stuff so comes from there although a little more limited chris are you a trust user or it, it just doesn't appeal to you do you do you bother with it at all what I- I am not a trust user. I haven't I haven't stepped into one dungeon with a trust yet. Seriously, um, not I, one. No, nope, not, not even once. like to test the system. I, I, I and didn't. see because um, I remember that was a huge thing too when it came out. Right? Was mm-hmm, oh, yep. we were getting so sidetracked. It was like a let's see how dumb the AI is, Adam. <laughs> <Let's>, <laughs> I want to see. I definitely got it. So yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, I, I just I, I like playing with other players. Um, uh, when a patch comes out, uh, I like doing it with those players. I, I'm probably in that dungeon, you know, in the first hour or two, uh, and we're all wiping the same mechanics together, so we're all learning together. Um, so I like that experience with other people. Um, I get where you're coming from, doing the dungeon once with the trust and, and learning the mechanics, and then then you're good to go. Um, I just haven't had a need for the trust system yet. Um, so I'm glad you guys have used it, and I'm glad it's in the game for those that do need it. Um, people have you know, explained to me their problems with 20-minute queue times when they're DPS, and that's awful. So I'm glad this is something that uh, people get to use. Uh, I just haven't needed it myself. Feeling kind of attacked there. It was no, like, no. I'm glad it's in the game, and I'm glad it's there for you know people who need it. Uh, well. As a healer, man, you know, I, I get those instant cues, you know, so it's, it's, like, it's... I'm glad it's in there for the people that need it, you know, those, those plebes, <laughs> those plebes. No, and I get, I, 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 I get your point, though. I'm t- when, when you're, when I'm doing, like, raids, or whether it's an eight-man, a 24-man, uh, or trials, or extremes, or, you know, any of the, the savage versions, or anything like that, then, yeah, obviously I would never want the trust to be part of that. I mean, Neil Barrow already oh. pointed out in... In, in chat that the DPS with the trust system is obviously slower. You wouldn't expect it to be on par so with much. somebody actually playing and things like that. I find it useful to, when I was doing the story, uh, when the expansion came out and through all the patches, I ran the, the, the dungeon right when it came up in the story, ran it once with the trust, and then, and then that was it. I used it to learn the mechanics and to, hey, I want to keep questing and leveling up my character. I don't want to be, because I do primarily run DPS, Right, I'm a black mage guy, red mage guy, all of that stuff. So 
cues do take a little longer. I don't want to be held up by that. Let me keep my my progression and my leveling going. So I do like it from from that aspect. Will I run Matoya uh, Matoya's dungeon with it? Absolutely. Yeah, I probably will run it the first time with the trust for the same reasons, just to get one under my belt, see the bosses, see the lore, the stories that go with the quest, and then boom, away we go from there. But I feel just to touch on one, I feel just touch on one more thing for the dungeon too, yeah. because it's got Matoya's name in it. We have two of those now, right? Yeah. yeah. Which, which technically Matoya? we have two. Ask, which Matoya? Yeah. So, technically we have two. Well, we have so we have one and one that poses. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, because it's a story dungeon, I feel like it's probably going to touch on that somehow. Yeah. So. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. And, and it could be either one because the older one is is getting pretty old. We're getting up there, you know. Might be her time, and then the other one. Uh, has some like forecasting the, the deaths of NPCs I, and I'm just hey we haven't had a, a major death in quite a while in quite a while kind of, in quite a while little, little, little edge on that and the other one you know had problems with the live stream and kind of blind and she's probably going to pass at some point so <sighs> which one <laughs> sees a lot for being blind I'll tell her that I'll tell you that they dance, yeah um as far as other PvE content, Emerald Weapon, so that whole Sorrow quest line continuing, uh, an extreme version. What did you guys think of this, by the way? The the previous fight and the the continuation here. I thought it was neat, but like kind of it felt out of place for me almost, Adam. Like the story is cool. What's going on there? You know, the the orphans and the weapons that are coming in and but it, I don't know. This whole little segment, this like one-off fight, hey, jump in the in this weapon and go fight. Uh it's just yeah, that was fun. That was interesting. The story is cool, but wow, it seems like it's on its own little Final Fantasy island for me almost. I 100% agree with you. It's weird. Um, it not like it's it's it was fun the first time, and it's also weird that you can't repeat it. Yeah. Um, that you can't like even if you have a lot of fun with it, you can't go back and you can't do it again. Um, so see, it feels like they have to do something with it at some point. Like maybe they're gonna have more stuff like that. But and it was more, it was a lot deeper than I thought it would be. Like I thought it was we we're gonna get in there, you're gonna have like maybe two or three buttons. Right. Uh, it's going to die in five seconds, and you're going to be done. Kind of like, you know, any other kind of solo quest where you get to like play any of the else. duty type stuff, yeah. Right. But it was a lot deeper than that, which seemed weird because it makes it feel like they spent a lot of time and resources on it. Um, and it was fun, but you're right. It's like, it's kind of on its own island. Like, you don't really know where to place it when you're, like, if you had to explain how content worked in this game, that's just one you probably either forget about or not know where to put it. It's really weird. Yeah, you feel like... Oh yeah, by the way, did you do the whole ruby emerald weapon thing? No. Um shit, I don't even remember where you get that. Um <laughs> Well, we have we have a little bit of a history with that, right? Um, we do. back in Stormblood, um the the four lords, um when we were doing Sukiyoma's pain, they had to do something, so they gave us a dungeon with for it, Swallow's Compass. Um so they did something with the story to keep it, you know, fresh in people's minds. Um I just it's just a little bit different than what we had last expansion from this time frame. You do have to, I mean, you agree though, right? It does feel kind of like not, there's a lot a in, in MMOs in general, right? There's like all this main stuff that you normally do. And if you got a friend in, it's the stuff you're going to buzz them through real quick. Then there's this whole <laughs> column of periphery secondary stuff, right? Okay. These are the dungeons yeah. you don't need for the story, but we're going to want to open up so that you can open up roulettes later. So let's run those. And that's typically like if Adam was just starting, I'd say, okay, here's the stuff we want to get you done right away. Here's the stuff we want to do. This is like almost like even outside that list, like maybe four lists down the Excel sheet of, of stuff that there, 
I'm not bitching about new content or more content or more stuff to do or more great stories, by the way. Love it, love it, love it. And as long as they keep adding, like, I'm going to check this out. I can't wait to check this out. I hope it's as neat and uh, as the other one. But it does seem a little out of place. So what, if you could put your finger on it, what do you think makes it out of place? Uh, probably the fact that I've got to go through about two different zones before I can even get to it. <laughs> it's, okay. It's so okay. off the beaten path. Uh, yeah. And then the story, I like the story aspect of it. Uh, I'm really enjoying that story, and I do want to see where that story goes. But the fight was so unlike, even Adam, you referenced mm -hmm. the other duties and things like that. It was so unlike those that it felt even more different than some of the stuff. If this is building somewhere, cool. If it's going to be yeah. more of these, they're things that even if they were repeatable... And we don't know what's coming and what will be repeatable. We just know that the, the most recent version wasn't. Even if they were repeatable, I don't think I'd ever do them again. They're just like so ancillary to everything that they're little, I don't know, they're just little one-offs to me. Yeah, that was cool. Great. Love the story. Fantastic. If I want to see cutscenes yeah. again, I'll go watch them. But I'm never going to do that bit of content again. Even if I was raising a 14 neophyte through like Adam, you said, it'd be one of those things I absolutely would forget to say, hey, let's go do. None of this is bad. And I didn't mean to sidetrack the discussion into this no, no, <laughs> into this, no. this segment. It just feels weird that it's this yeah, odd, okay. odd they, little they, thingy. They put some of the one-offs from the MSQ and they put that into this side story. So it does make it feel a little disjointed. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. You took somebody that was in the main story at that almost exact moment. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, a little bit removed from being main character-ish uh, and then made this whole side story with them. And I think that kind of disrupted it a little for me. I'm in favor of it. We'll play it. It's coming. Great. Yep. There we go. Uh, <laughs> more for, and I think we should stop here actually and talk a little bit about everybody's play style when it comes to this type of stuff so that everybody watching knows where each of the three of us might be coming from on this topic um eden raid and savage versions the the continuation of the eden raid and savage versions that's coming so uh for those of you that don't know i am a casual 14 player i do eight man raids i do 24 man raids i do them when they're new with the exception of the first bout of eden because i wasn't playing i was doing a bunch of other stuff on uh mmo bomb at the time getting new stuff fired up there so i didn't do eden the day it came out uh i do trials i do all that stuff um i do the extreme versions of trials I usually am not a savage raider. That's not to say that I won't learn them and won't do them, but I am not a hardcore gotta progress the day it comes out, let's start learning this fight. That's not me. I'm like one step removed from the savage. I'll take them on in weeks two and three when you guys have already figured out how to do them and <laughs> I don't have to put in the learning time. My schedule does not permit that anymore. Um, tell me what to do. And we'll go kill it. I'll die a few times. We'll figure it out. But I'm not going to be the cause of the raid wipe 17 times in one night. That's just not my life in MMOs anymore. So one step removed from progression raiding is where I come from. Adam, what about, let's let's go with you first. Because you're, I think, a little further than I am on that one. Yeah. Uh, so raiding is the primary reason I play the game, for sure. Um, 
where it's set. So I've cleared all the ultimates. Uh, you know, we I, I typically we we're not like I'm not like super hardcore. I'm not world first prog. Like we're not going in. Right. None of us are. <laughs> none of us are, are doing stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Eighteen hour days. Uh, but we do do like my group does about three days a week. Um, we do go in the first week it's out. We try to grab as many strats from other people as we can so that we don't have to suffer the same way they did at like six in the morning that that day. Um, and typically, you know, we clear probably within somewhere like the three to five week range. We've cleared all the fights. Um, so, so I'm like not, you know, somewhere probably not quite super hardcore, but somewhere in the middle between like midcore and hardcore is kind of where I'm at. And then we eventually do do the ultimate fights. So I've cleared every ultimate fight. Um, and then, like, I think currently right now we're actually doing a lot of the Blue Mage stuff because we're, you know, we're in a content drought as far as rating is concerned. So Just a little. But that sounds that seems to be uh, coming. Like, on the horizon, we're not going to be bored anymore, so. Tarkov? Uh, I guess I'm a little bit in between you two. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think we got a nice I, little, a nice yeah. little um, group, grouping across the whole board for us. Yeah, uh, so I'm definitely into Savage Raiding. Uh, my team, Salt, shout out. Um, we usually get the first boss in the first week, and the next boss in the next week. Third boss usually takes another two weeks, and then, you know, another three to four uh, for the final boss in a tier. Uh, I've dipped my toes into Ultimate Raiding, doing uh, uh, Ubu right now, uh, up to Suppression. So I'm working on that. I, I I love the rating content. I wish there was more of it. Um, but this is, I'm excited for uh, the next Eden tier uh, and where the story also leads to that. I'm enjoying Eden more than I enjoyed Omega. Um, I concur. And uh, we d- we debated this on State of the Realm, the last show I was on. I, I seem to be in the minority, actually, of people that enjoyed Omega at all. But... <laughs> Um, I'm, I was okay with it. I liked it, but I am enjoying Ray uh, Eden. I am very excited to see where this next phase goes, Adam. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited too. Uh, the story, well, the primals are gone, which is probably the most exciting yeah. thing for me. Um, so now we're going to actually get like bosses that are more unique, I guess. Not to say that the primals weren't, because like even though they're the same name, they're they're still pretty fun. Yeah, they were unique um, mechanically, right? Yeah, different, re- nice reimaginings. I think a lot of people are expecting to see maybe some Ultimecia coming soon, which is pretty cool, if that's Cross the case. Um, and I'm really hoping that in Savage, maybe Savage only is like we get Griever or something like that. Um, I think that would be really sweet. But, I mean, who knows? We'll have to see more. We haven't even seen like any screenshots. All we got is the name, which yep. is uh, Eden's Promise. So Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot for us to talk about other than that they're coming, but I figured we'd use it as a nice little intro to our three, like where everybody's coming from for, for viewers going forward. So they know, For okay, sure. that's the hardcore Raider guy. That's the casual one. That's the one that does this. Yep. So they know. Uh, here, here's another vague one for you. A lot of vague one, uh, le- vagueness on this topic. Job adjustments, both in PVE and PVP coming. That was like it. Uh, they just kept mm-hmm. mentioning that there would be job adjustments, question after question. They did kind of, uh, Yoshi P kind of alluded to Monk getting a little more than some of the other jobs a kind of almost a full almost a, a rework here tark i don't i don't know if you call it a full rework but they did allude to that one needs a, a little more and is going to be getting a little more love here yeah he alluded to that uh the previous live letter uh, about reworking how grease lightning works uh, in general so um i have a monk friend um that is really excited to see where that goes um 
I not being a monk player myself, I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. They get a rework, you know, ninja got a rework. Um, Summoners got a rework. So it's, it's monks time. Um, they've needed some love for a while. Uh, and I hope the monk players are happy with the changes they make. On the other side, like the extreme PVE side of things here, like extreme PVE, Blue Mage getting more love, going to get levels 60 through 70. Does this excite anybody on the panel? Like, I don't know how you two feel about the, the whole limited jobs to begin with. Uh, it's... What, Adam? <laughs> When they first announced it, we were <laughs> if that didn't upset. tell you everything you needed to know right there when Adam was like, well, <laughs> let me leave you with this. So if, if you get a group of eight people together to do the blue mage stuff, see here, here's the weird thing. And I might go off on a little tangent here, but uh -oh. <laughs> so I apologize. When they first announced it, it was supposed to be a solo thing, right? right. They're like, okay, here's going to be this job you do by yourself. You do all these things by yourself. You can do these other mm -hmm. things. And then you can maybe do some dungeons, like whatever. It's going to be kind of casual. And then they're like, okay, here's this mount that everybody wants. Yep. Oh, okay, to do it, you have to sink down, no echo, and do these three fights, or do these fights all in these tiers. So now you're like, well, which is it? Is it a solo thing, or is it something you want me to do savage fights? Because now you've locked this, this reward behind that. Now, that being said, if you can get eight people to get Blue Mage and do all that stuff, it is fun to do. Um, you have to approach the fights very differently, uh, especially tanks and healers can't really do kind of similar things that they can do. You get to kind of nuke the bosses down. You get spells that do a lot of damage. It just kind of sucks that there's this iconic class yeah. that a lot of people like from other games. And when you come in here and you tell them like, okay, Blue Mage is in the game, but hold it, pump the brakes. Can't really play it with other jobs. You have to play it with other Blue Mages. Kind of sucks. Yep. I um, was one. I love Blue Mage. Right, I mean, you know me and the mages. Yeah. I I love them anyway. But mm -hmm. Blue Mage loved it in Final Fantasy XI. Even when I w first heard hey about the limited class and everything, I was like, okay, you know what? That's not bad. I I can appreciate that because I I understand why it might not work in conjunction with the 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 rest of the classes in in raids or in dungeons. Okay, fine. You know, like I drank the Kool Aid. I was like, that's fine. I'll try it. I'll try. It. I. Honestly, I think my blue mage is like level 30 because after that, I'm very much a you don't pay my sub kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if if I don't want to do it, I don't. Like, I just don't. So blue mage for me, even though I love the class, I got it, to, I think, to like 30, 35, somewhere around there. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm, uh, I'm done with this one. <laughs> and, and it's yeah. just been sitting there ever since. I think that's totally fair. I think the big question mark here with the increasing from 60 to 70 is whether or not they're going to let Blue Mages do ultimate fights. Um, mm, yeah. you, you know they're going to let them raid again. They're probably going to lock either a mount or a title right. or something. Blue behind. Uwu. But um, yeah, they, I wonder if they're going to let them do Uwu. Or, and in order for them to do Uwu or, or T for that matter when they eventually get there, they're going to need to have some kind of limit break, which they don't have access to right now. Right. So that oh. could be coming. Um, but yeah, I mean... I, I I'm curious to see. I my my gut tells me they're not gonna allow it. They're gonna because they wouldn't even they don't even allow them in Palace of the Dead right now, which yeah. I feel like is kind of why not kind of thing. But I get that they don't want to devalue those people that have like actually done Palace of the Dead legit, and they probably won't want to devalue the people that have done the ultimates as well. So I imagine they're gonna keep them out, but I'm sure people are gonna be questioning it whether or not they do on, it. On this front, uh, Tarkoth, do you do you think we mm -hmm. get more limited classes going forward? Oh, like I mean, there's question. been talk about Beastmaster and you know classes like those iconic classes that when you sit there and think about it, you're like, wow, really? How would they implement that in this one? That uh, there's an extra challenge there. Sure, um, I'm gonna say no, um, mainly because 
I feel Blue Mage has just created a whole separate subculture that is just separate from the rest of the game. Um, it can't, you know, go into duty roulettes. It, it can't just queue up by itself. You have to play with other Blue Mages. I don't think they want to separate even further with the, another limited job unless that limited job can also work with Blue Mages. So they have the main game and then you have the limited job uh, section of the game. Right. But I, I just don't see them you know, repeating um, unless they make some changes. Um, Blue Mages, where it's at, uh, they're going to keep giving a little bit more content. Um, you can crank out some cool stuff with their achievements, but I don't, this is probably the last limited job. Yeah, and I don't want to get into speculation about different classes and stuff. I'm sure we will get there because we'll be getting news in, in February and, and things like that. So we'll mm -hmm. we'll do that on those shows, but I did want to, you know, Adam, get your take. Do you think we get another limited class uh, in mm -hmm. this, or do you think Blue Mage, the test, kind of was maybe not the success they had hoped it might be that would open up this new avenue for implementing iconic classes that really didn't fit the mold of tank, healer, DPS, trin hardcore Trinity build, uh, built MMO? So I, I think they are going to do it. Um, I know that Blue Mage hasn't really gotten the best feedback, uh, for sure. Like, I think a lot of people have complained. There are some people that like it, but I'd say it's mostly complaints. I think Beastmaster, I think that that rumor is probably going to maybe turn out to be legit, because I don't think they're going to want to have a class that comes in. They're going to probably say that you can't balance it, and you're going to be able to go out and probably get monsters or whatever. Uh, but it, it's hard to say, because I feel like we're getting more blue content than I thought we would get this fast. Uh, which kind of surprised me because this is something I probably wasn't expecting until what, like 6.0 maybe. And so if we're already catching up on the raids this fast with Blue Mage, it makes me think there's something else that they're doing kind of behind the scenes. I tend so to, I'm thinking, yeah. I, I was expecting a 5.5. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Adam. I do think we will get other limited class. I do, and I do think Beastmaster will be one of them. Uh, when we get it, Oh, I have no idea. Would that be an expansion item? I think that's most likely, uh, or a, even a post-expansion patch. Uh, but your guess is as good as mine as far as when. But I, I think I lean more towards your side of, of this, Adam, personally. I think, yeah, we'll get a Beastmaster or a limited class. What I don't know is how many more we'll get. <laughs> like right, I yeah. could see maybe a one or two. And then that being it, you know, because it feels like if they don't give us one or two more then Blue Mage really is on its own freaking island in the yeah. middle of nowhere yeah. doing its own blue thing where if they put in at least one, ideally probably two more um, with some nice variety, you know, although I, Beastmaster, I guess, is technically just a version of Blue Mage, right? You don't get the spell yeah. from the monster, you get the fucking monster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think if they don't add one or two more, then it's kind of like, well, you added this whole thing in and then didn't do anything with it. So they're, they're almost in a position, in my opinion, where they, they have to add at least one or two more to it. And then just the last thing is... They've de they definitely have been known for like trying something, failing, and then trying it again. So like you know, like I, the whole game, I, I you know, like the entire freaking game. Like that, but that is very true. <laughs> I, I kind of meant like diadem was a thing that definitely failed, and now we still have diadem in the game, but in a different way. So yeah, it, it's yeah. very possible. Yeah, <laughs> that was great, Adam. <laughs> uh, 
Um, uh, Save Queen scenario being updated in patch 5.45. So this isn't December. This is going to be a little a little later. Uh, this is when the resistance weapon upgrades, the next ones, uh, I guess, mm -hmm. would be available. Uh, kind of weird that they talked about this here when they also were talking about the resistance level upgrades that were released this week. Um, so they kind of tease that the next one's coming. Normal difficulty version of, um, uh, oh, sorry, I battle content. Uh, Delubrum Regine uh, will be added. Normal difficulties, 24 players, and Savage will be 48 players. You got to form into parties. I, I really don't care about this. I, <laughs> I should preface this with me personally, there have been, I will do the current relic, uh, the current resistance weapon upgrade, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. I will do it. Um, I did not do the last two. Again, you don't pay my sub type deal. Uh, I don't care. I, I don't care. I would love to have the, what? no, I'm not sitting there. They totally lost me back at Atma grinding. Oh. Way back when for Atma grinding, I was like, yeah, I don't enjoy content like that anymore. When I was Good younger, memories. fine. I don't have that kind of time anymore. If you're not going to let me come with your raid because I'm missing 10 uh, points off my weapon, I don't care. I, then I wasn't meant to go with your raid, I guess. <laughs> so this really isn't uh, a big one for me. I'll defer to you two if you have thoughts on it, but there really wasn't much more than the exact two sentences I gave you on exactly what it means. So we'll start with you, Tark, if you have anything on this one. Yeah, I I'm glad that they let us know that Baldus, you I keep know, hitting the wrong out. button for Tark. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, first, uh, show problems. Um, I'm glad that they let us know that Baldessian Arsenal 2.0 is coming out now so that people yeah. don't get bored of it and then have regret later. Like, oh, you put this out. They're letting us know right now. Stick with it. There's this piece of content that you're probably going to want to be in um, so you don't have to play catch up. So stick with the content. Uh, get your ranks and then you'll be ready when this comes out. So I'm glad that they let us know before the first set of the content actually came out. So people know what the ex expectation is. Um, that was my problem with Eureka. You know, I got into Eureka and it was kind of boring and I'm like, I don't really understand the point of this, you know, the relics. Okay. You know, whatever you, you don't pay my sub. So I, I let it go. But then a year later, they let us know, Oh, there's this, great piece of content Baldessian Arsenal you're going to get into it and it's going to be fun and a huge group of people challenging content and I'm like but I'm stuck way back at the first part of Eureka because yeah. I dipped out yep I don't know yeah I, I did that same thing too I actually remember stepping foot in uh in Animos and then being like nope I don't like this after about a couple hours and I left and then when I found out like BA was a thing because I had taken a break from the game a little bit during that time I came back. I had to grind all the way back through Eureka, which honestly was not fun. Um, nope. But when I got to the end, BA was kind of fun, to be honest, if you can actually get 48 people. Um, I am excited, though, that there's a normal mode of this. I think that makes it way more accessible. Yeah, at uh, half the player count, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they gave us kind of a teaser of this a little bit. It's not really what BA was, but we have something in the content that we'll talk about at the end. But there's a little bit of a teaser for this. I guess, mm -hmm. like, kind of dip your feet in. Um, so I think overall this is a good change, and like uh, Tarkov said, I think it's good that they're making this known that this is going to be a thing that players can strive for. So that if you want to like just kind of get get through the, the phase you're on and then stop, so that mm -hmm. you're ready for the phase that you want to do. 
that's a good thing. What's ironic, I think, on my side is I have this huge love for Final Fantasy XI back in the day and this nostalgia for notorious monster grinding and, you know, tagging and all this stuff. So sure. I, like, had this, this uh, I'm going to love Eureka. I'm going to love Eureka. I mean, this <laughs> is like a throw and like, no, God, no. I want out. <laughs> I want out. Let that still just be nostalgia uh for me i don't i don't actually want to do this anymore <laughs> another good thing that they're doing um with this is that they're going to be using the in-game systems um mm -hmm. so you don't have to develop these parties in these organized discords outside the game and then hope it all works out once you're trying to set up for you know Odyssey arsenal 2.0 yeah it'll be in the game you set up your group and, and then you queue in so that is a much needed change yeah, and no portals, thank God. No portals. <laughs> thank God. Uh, crafters and gatherers getting some love. Ishgardian Restoration gets its last phase in this patch, too. Either of you huge crafters, gatherers? Not big, but I'm surprised that the last phase is now. Yeah, it does seem uh, a little early, doesn't it? Maybe, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. It makes it, it feel like early. housing's coming sooner than we think yeah. in Ishgard. Yeah, 5.5. Here's your Ishgardian housing. Yay! Um, I'm not big on crafting. I want to be. There's just not enough time to do all the things. I have it up so I can repair it. That's about it. Same. I have <laughs> one crafter at 80, one gatherer at 80, only so I could do dailies. Yep. That was it. Beast tribes. <laughs> that was for, it. For, min for minions, right? Yeah. Minions. You bet your sweet <laughs> ass for, for minions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I know, I know magic is a minion man. I, I'm a minion person. Adam, are you? Adam is person? not. He's I am a not. mount collector, though. I'm a mount collector. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah we go. I'm very, very big on mounts. I almost got my second mount from Bosja, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, Adam and I were playing the other day. I was leveling a pally, and he's like, so how many minis do you have? And I think it was, what, 312 at the time. Something ridiculous. Yeah, I got I got <laughs> two of them from Bosja so far. So um, I didn't get any of the mounts, though. Uh, so the <laughs> and he was like, holy shit, you crushed me. And I was like, yeah, I love the minions. I was like, how many mounts do you have? You know, I'm going to, because by proxy, right? If you farm minions, yeah. you end up with a fair amount with of mounts, mounts yeah. too, uh, in that process. And not just from dailies, but from other places. So I'm like, yeah, I got 300 and some minions. How many mounts you got, Adam? And he's like, oh, 150, whatever it was. And I was like, yeah, Jesus I'm just Christ. I'm going to shut up about how many I have. Cause I, what was I like 51? Adam? Uh, there's not very many mounts obtainable in the game that I don't have. There are a few, <laughs> there are a few, but there's not many. Uh, speaking of prizes, uh, Unreal Shiva rotates out. New Unreal incoming, yay, yay! No, I'm like legit. I'm excited about you know, it. No, it's fine. You know, I liked I liked Unreal Shiva. I thought the fight was cool. I, I it was a pain in the ass dealing with like old school uh, Final Fantasy Moving fourteen, boss. yeah, boss mechanics and hitboxing and and stuff like that. I mean, that was kind of irritating, but was fun too the first time you're like why is she behaving because <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's the, the way was. the whole game behaved back then um, so yeah I think it was interesting I'm not a fan of rotating content out uh, I don't yeah. like stuff like that so that's where my not that she is wasn't interesting I liked that fight uh, I am excited for a new Unreal torn or a new Unreal fight I, that's fine uh, I will do it I love them um, I hate the leaves system, you know, the reward system, but whatever. Yeah, it's pretty, it's kind of uh, janky. It's just way overpriced. And 
<laughs> Speaking of overpriced, we're going to talk about something a little later that's even more ridiculously overpriced, if you can believe that. Um, so yeah, I, I like the fight. I'm, I like the new fight. I don't like content rotating out. Not this time. Like Halloween events? Okay, fine. That makes sense to me. Rotate it out for Halloween. Uh, but this... Why rotate it out? Stop that. Hmm. I don't like it either. I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, There's no reason why I can't live in the game. I feel like... I mean, I don't know. They, they did say it was too hard. They did comment on that. They think that uh, I guess people no. were failing it. They did. They did mention that. Uh, so I think the thing I was, think is the like only they thing wanted... that was hard, hard what? was like that there there was a, a DPS check in it. Right. A lot and of with people you being, failed the DPS with check, being and scaling, the damage is very high. Yeah. With you being scaling, the DPS right. check was more critical than it than it normally would have been. What happened to Yoshi P and Get Good? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I had I had fun doing her. Uh, you know, I farmed her a lot when she was relevant back in the day. Um, I didn't. I'm, not, I kinda, I'm sorry, sorry, both Tark and I. Uh, both bad, Tark and bad. I, our faces were like. I mean, really I, mean, you know, I had you, fun you, you doing her. You know what I meant. Not that way. Uh, but God, now I can't stop thinking about what I just said. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I farmed Shiva back then. I farmed Shiva now. I don't. I, I kind of stopped doing my weekly clears though, because I kind of got burnt out on it. Yeah. To be honest, it was kind of just became more of a chore than fun. It is uh, just a chore. Yeah, it's a chore. I mean, we're gonna get Titan next, right? I mean, this has got to be. Titan. be. Yeah, it has to be. It, so, it has to be landslide. It has to be landslide. It's got. I feel like they're hyping it up too much. It's gonna be Titan. It probably is gonna be Titan, but I'd rather see Rama. Rama it's, was rough back then. Yeah, I I'd rather see Titan. Super rough now. I'd rather see Titan. Um, explorer mode for dungeons this is kind of neat if you're into screenshots and stuff like that you can run into the dungeons no monsters and you'll be able to mount and the, you know a target dummy if you want to do some spell effects and stuff but initially it's only going to be the 5x dungeons so expansion stuff the rest coming later can we just call it what it is Ethis Asher mode <laughs> yeah it's for content I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. absolutely absolutely <laughs> It's gonna get some hate, right? Because they're gonna pe they, people are gonna be like, "Oh, it's what what a waste of resources." But I think it's fine. There's no way it took that much effort. No. For them to no, it couldn't. You just take the, you take the the husk. You don't have the enemies in there. Go in, enjoy the scenery. You know. Yeah. The stuff you don't really look around because you're busy fighting. Yep. Uh, blue, and, and so the rest of this is kind of UI. Uh, a lot of the the rest of this was UI because they did have. Uh, special guests coming in and talking about the the entire UI. Yoshi P talked, and then they had uh, Kay Odagiri come in and, and talk about UI and answer a bunch of questions. We're not going to go through all of them. I grabbed a couple of the, I think, the more interesting ones uh, because it, a lot of the questions were really, hey, that's not possible, or hey, that's something we've considered, but it's not possible, or hey, that's something we can consider in the future. So we're going to skip all of those. And get to right to the big news, Adam. The big news. A classic Final Fantasy blue UI is being planned. It is in the works. Yay. <laughs> you were asking for that, right? I'm pretty sure you sent me an email all about that after the I mean, live I'm, letter. I'm probably going to use it. I'll be honest. I will too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not, it's definitely would like if I'm making a list of things I requested from the game, it wasn't on the list. But uh, Yep. Not even close. I'm definitely going to use it. So I absolutely will be using this. 100%. That's a good question, Neobaro. When do we get the RGB sliders for it? 
that's a that's a really good question. Tarkoth, you don't care about this. You're just like whatever. No, nope. nope. the only UI thing I want is a personal DPS meter because when you're nope. on PS4, not gonna happen. Never, we're, not, we're never, never gonna happen. I, I, a personal one, just just for I, me. Never gonna happen. No one I, else. I agree with you. I agree with you because as as a raider, I I think it's a great way to use to improve if you use it the right way. But they've just been yeah. very. Adamant. Oh yeah. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you that it would be cool to have, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah. It, it and that's isn't. one of the disadvantages for being PS4 is that you can't. You don't have that option to yep. use the program that shall not be named. Um, <laughs> they they call it by name. So. Yeah, they they do. They do. <laughs> yeah, they know it exists. Um, uh, speaking of PS4, a PS5 specific version of the game will be coming. Until then, Yay. the PS4 version can be used on a PS5 if you uh, are buying the new console. The only real performance that Yoshi P spoke of was that the hardware should decrease some of the load times, not counting Thanks. things that already take uh, additional resources, things like your bandwidth or the number of people in a queue, right? So like matchmaking and things like that. Uh, but as far as load times for zones, the game itself, those should be improved if you're playing on a PS4 Pro, you're already playing upscaled 4K, so you know you'll be able to do that here as well. Uh, but you're still gonna have to wait for like the official optimized version for the PS5. So I guess I should ask that question: How many uh, on the panel here will be purchasing uh, PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X? Yes. Yeah. On, on on launch, is there a on launch? I, on, as soon on, as one is available, I, I have both of mine on launch. So yeah, okay, I won't have either on launch. I've yeah. fully fully converted to PC. However, for a game that I'm sure we're going to talk about at the end of this, I will have one by the time that comes out. All right, good man, good man. <laughs> so uh, yeah, absolutely. So I will have both of them on launch. We'll be doing an unboxing and streaming on both the 10th and the 12th for the Xbox and the PlayStation Five here on Ready Check Radio. For those of you listening on Spotify, not watching video and haven't seen the URL, head on over to readycheckradio.com. Radio spelled R-A-I-D-E-O, like an MMO raid. Very clever of us. Sometimes we're a little yeah. too clever for our own good. Head on over to the website. We've got the Relic Grind podcast. We've got two more podcasts coming up. If you're a fan of Blizzard uh, and World of Warcraft, any Blizzard products, they will be Snowbound, a show airing next week for the first time. Uh, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Of course, we have the Relic Grind starting today, every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. And then we'll have our third show, Gaming Gumbo, a general gaming show airing on Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. We hope you give us a follow on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all that fun stuff so that you get uh, you can come and hang out live, watch the shows with us. We also have a team of streamers, a team, like I'm not even joking, a team of streamers streaming Small all kinds army. of games, consoles, PCs, MMOs, not MMOs, all over the place. They'll be coming live. So we do a lot over here. We hope you'll come check us out. Spread the word. Talk to your friends. Get them to follow us. Uh, and and come on, hang out with us. So expect PS4, or I'm sorry, PS5 and Xbox uh, content the second week of November. Last thing from or the live letter before we talk about uh, uh, Bozja is, or the Fan Fest, obviously the rest of them canceled. Uh, I don't think anybody was surprised by this, right? Super sad. Okay. I'm super sad. They may go digital. They're not sure. More info to come. So might get something else. But they are planning in February of 2021 
They're going to do like a 14 hour live stream event. That's got to be the next expansion announcement, Adam. Has to be, right? Because so they always do the 14 hour thing, actually. Right, right, but right. But this has to replace well, and give us. Yeah, okay. 100%. Yeah, it's 100% it's the expansion thing. But I think uh, the four, I'm, I'm just saying more so the 14 hour thing is probably going to be like them logging onto servers, playing the game with the other players like they always do. But before yeah. that, like, because it's going to be part of that event, they're definitely announcing the expansion. 100%. Has to be. Yeah. Tarkov, yeah. disagree? Nope, don't disagree. And there should be some weird challenge where uh, someone needs to collect all of something within 14 hours or they get the cane. So <laughs> that'll be that'll be interesting too. But all yes, right. expansion. Expansion, also expansion, expansion. discussed in the live... Li oh, by the way, I guess we should say we did kind of see out there potential names for that expansion through yeah, some trademark slash copyright uh, filings that uh, become public knowledge over the last 48 to 72 hours. Do we think that Forspoken is the expansion name? What do you What do you think, Tark? I like it. I'll I do too. It. I like it. Adam? It's interesting. I don't know how I feel about it yet. You're, this is actually the first time I'm hearing it. I didn't even know it was a thing. Oh, I, really? Yeah, it's weird. I, I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, um, so some trademarks for found, and it was for North America, Forspoken, F-O-R-S-P-O-K-E-N, kind of means, depending on usage, but generally means like uh, bewitched, you know, or put under a spell uh, to be Forspoken. And uh, yeah, I kind of I kind of dig so it. Usually they're true, right? Because I feel like Shadowbringers and Stormblood were the same way, like the trademarks came out and those, and they matched up, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, so it's exactly. probably what it is. Um, I think so too. Interesting. That's interesting. That, yeah, I, I didn't even I hadn't even thought about it because I hadn't heard it. So, yeah, oh. it's interesting. That's making me think a lot. My brain's moving. Now. Breaking I'm news afraid. on the show. Breaking news. Well, for, for one of the hosts. So, breaking news <laughs> for those. And to be fair to Adam, that was not in the show notes because the show notes were completed <laughs> nope. prior to that, and right, right. it wasn't no, something big that I was like, let's make a topic. It was like, let's just throw it in here. That's interesting. Sure. No, that's really cool. So. Yep. Uh, so let's talk about Bozja, Bozja, however you say it. I don't care. I say Bozja. Um, this was mentioned or talked about quite extensively in the live letter, but we're kind of putting it by itself here because it did become available two days ago. Uh, all three of us. Well, I know Adam, you've, you've finished all the way through Castrum. Yep. Uh, Tark, did you? Uh, no, uh, real life jobs and stuff. Uh, just time is, is valuable. No, 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 that's fine. I'm just trying seven. to get. You got to rank seven? Yep. Okay, that's right where I'm at, too. I was literally before the show, I was about to hit rank eight. So you and I are roughly in the same place. Adam, I already know some of the stuff that happens, but let's stay away from any like <laughs> anything that somebody might be upset about spoiler-wise. No it's spoilers not, there's, yet. There's not really spoilers. They're really super yeah. mild uh, at best, but just in case here. Um, I think the first question we gotta, we've got to take a look at here is, Obviously, this gets compared to Eureka an awful lot because it's moving sure. the whole relic and, and all that stuff, and it's this own world grind and, and all that stuff. So out of the way first, Adam, we'll start with you. You like this better than Eureka? E easily. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think it's close. <laughs> not even. <laughs> the shortest answer ever. Like, yeah, easily. It's not close. It's not it close at all. Because okay. I, I, on, when I went into Animos, I, I was done within an hour or two. I was like, this is not me. I'm, I'm out. I'll see you guys later. Um, and I, I didn't finish Animos until about a year later when I came back to the game. And I was like, I really want the Osmo mount. So 
guess we're getting all the way to BA. Um, yeah, but this was like actually fun. I mean, granted, the beginning part is yep. is just kind of fates and stuff. Um, but once you start doing the critical engagements, it's actually a lot of fun. Did so have, I, I don't know how you guys feel? No, I I I. It's kind of a joke question here because it's I leaps and bounds over Eureka for me. I stopped doing Eureka. Uh, I will finish Bosja. The next question, which we'll ask in a little bit, is will I do it again um, or do it more? And I think that's going to be situational, so we'll get to that in a second. Uh, you, Chris, you're better than Eureka as well. Uh, 100,000 million percent. Um, I spent maybe two hours in Eureka, and I, I basically couldn't stop uh, until I actually had to go to work. So I spent five hours um, on launch day. So... A uh, million times better. You mean in Bosja? So much more fast paced. Bosja, yeah. Okay. Bosja, it, it's such more. It's fast paced. Um, where Eureka, it was it was slow going. Right. Killing one single. I mean, mob let's not to, sugarcoat it though. It is still just it was mindless grinding. I mean, right. Well, well. Let, well so the, let me, let me just, no, there is one. There is one difference. I, I mean, so I guess the big things, right? They they definitely took a lot of feedback. They definitely sure. did. Oh, I think they might have hey, taken too much in some respects. That that's fair. That's definitely a fair point. But like being able to mount instantly, that's a big thing. Yes, please, um, thank you. Random mobs. Uh, when you first get in there, you, you'll probably start killing them because you're like, oh, I must have to kill these random mobs to break up. And then you realize they don't give you. They only really give you other things that you can use later. Mm -hmm. So so really, they're driving you more toward the fates, which are definitely more interactive than say pulling. 20 mobs together and just killing the same mob hoping you spawn an NM. Uh, on top of the fact that they spawn very often and then lead to these things that are called critical engagements, which is actually, in my opinion, the fun part of being in there. Right, and that's where I was kind yeah. of putting a distinction in this. It is a grind, um, just like Eureka. You are killing monsters, you are essentially doing fates, uh, but the key difference, you kind of beat me to it, I alluded to it, the one key difference is that those... Uh, more important fights are spawned by doing the actual uh, skirmishes throughout the map, and they are spawning with pretty good frequency, at least right now. Um, it'll be interesting when there's not so many players in there, making sure that those fates are falling, those skirmishes are falling very quickly uh, to see what those those start to look like. It does scale those skirmishes a little bit to the number of players there, but... You know, if you only have three or four people doing a skirmish, it still takes quite a bit of time right now. I like the way this is set up. I also like that some of the the um, the more important fights they have some serious mechanics here. Oh, they're no doubt. I mean, anybody that's seen Red Chocobo, fuck, it's back. <laughs> um, but even that one aside, some of the other ones have some really. I think on par mechanics with some trials that, that we have fought, which makes it a lot more exciting and a lot more fun to do, even though at the end of the day, Tark, it is still a grind. That's all it is, is a, is a secondary grind. It's a grind, but I didn't even feel like it was a grind though. So that's, that's where I'm feeling it's so much better than Eureka is I wasn't even concerned about it. I'm going from fate to fate to fate to fate and then oh I get to automatically pop into a critical engagement and have this cool boss fight and I don't have to run to it I queue up with the party and it just puts me in it it's awesome I love it um, and again the mechanics are pretty difficult there are some pretty difficult bosses in there the red chocobo we've already mentioned uh, 
they can do so much with the system. They can mix and match and, and use it as a test bed for other mechanics. I'm excited to see what they can do with these critical engagements. Um, and I just want to get into a one-on-one -on -one duel. That That's my hope as a scholar. Yeah, I wanted to ask that. So I got selected for a one-on-one -on -one duel, but did not get it. Uh, I've, I've did you I've get one, Adam? Yes, I've fought a couple times now. Uh, only the first, so there's three one-on-one -on -one duels. Uh, one in each section of the map. They're all connected to a critical engagement. Um, the bottom one's the it's a scorpion boss. The middle yeah. one's the red chocobo. So the red chocobo spawns a 1v1. However, the reason you probably haven't seen it yet, is, this is the reason I didn't see it the first day, is in order to spawn that, you cannot get hit. Yeah, you can't get so hit at someone, all. Someone in your 48-man fight cannot get hit at all. Um, so, Ooh. And then yep. the top one, um, I think, is it's not the behemoth fight. I think it's it, there's a fight up top that spawns another one v one. I've gotten the bottom one twice and I've been able to fight him. I died the first time, didn't really know like what was happening. Got to the, the crazy part. Second time I kind of had was more prepared, but then died because I didn't have a lost action that I needed. <laughs> um, and, I, and I got him below. I got him to about like forty five percent ish or so. So I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna down one at some point. Uh, but it's it's a lot of fun. I think a lot of people are complaining because. Like you said, you got picked, you got selected because you didn't get hit. But what happens is you actually go into another queue, right? Where yeah. it's a, where then one person. Yeah, there is was selected. there were twelve of us that were selected for the one on one, yeah. and then it it I forget the way it words it. It says evaluating combatants or or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then only one of the twelve that were already selected actually gets to go and do it. So, yeah, yeah. I, I I haven't. I got I pick I got picked, but I didn't get to actually do the one on one engagement. It's definitely fun. If you go in there blind though, you're gonna die. 100%. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Uh every mechanic that you fail kills. I would you. just remind everybody watching that if you haven't done this yet, uh just maybe refresh yourself on red light, green light, yellow light, stop. I mean that's a that's mm. a good childhood yep. game that maybe you wanna I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe think about the rules to that game <laughs> and you know, maybe keep them in the back of your head. Uh, but there are some other things going on here besides it being a grind, besides it being related to the resistance weapons, the the relic weapon grinds and stuff like that. The you can you can only access it at level seventy one, but it does level. You 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 can even though you're automatically eighty when you're in there, you can use this to level uh, other classes from seventy one through eighty, which has been incredible, by the way. I mean, we don't have a deep dungeon for this level group. I went in on my white mage who I don't really play. I just keep it leveled um, for oddball things, you know, running people through things, stuff like that. Uh, I got it. I was only leveling it to 80 through the fairy dailies, the dream spinners dailies. And so I think it was like level 75 or 76 when I first walked in here uh, into Bosja and started. It is halfway to 80. It is 79 and a half right now after what i mean i'm rank seven almost rank eight so let's say six to eight hours ish mm -hmm. i mean that's pretty yep. damn good that is pretty damn good when you're getting like for anywhere from seven hundred fifty thousand to 1.8 or sometimes even more million experience for the skirmishes and even more for the critical encounters it is a decent clip to be burning from 71 through 80 which immediately gives this more replayability than eureka immediately gives it uh, a lot because it didn't feel bad 
<laughs> the the leveling. You can't yeah. have special actions and all that stuff. Um, but if this type of thing you just hate, this just isn't for you, but you do like the relic grind and the resistance weapon grind and stuff like that, you don't have to do this. And it's really nope. weird. I mean, you're going to have to do it once, right? Because you got to open up the quests, yeah. right? You have, you, so you have to go through like the, to get to, you have to get to at least rank, what is it? Eight, I think opens up Castrum or is it 10? 10? 10 opens up Castrum. 10 opens up Castrum. And yeah. you have to get to a certain point in this quest line to actually be gathering the items for the resistance weapons. No, hmm. not no, actually no. Okay. And you can do how the how have I missed weapons. this then? Go ahead. So there's a second quest outside. You might not I don't know if you got it. I didn't um, go back out. So yeah, outside there's actually a second quest that links to the resistance weapons. You talk to the guy beside Geralt. Oh. Um so once you talk to him and you select what class you want to do. You have to be on the class when you start the right. quest. At that point, doesn't matter what class you're on, as long as you have that relic weapon, the old one, the one that costs a thousand poetics yeah. in your inventory. When you're in Bosja, you'll collect these things from doing fates and killing monsters. It's like a random drop chance. You can you also have the option to go to Heavensward fates right. in any of the areas. This is the part that drops. I was I was thinking about too. I wanted to talk about because if you don't want to do Bosja, there is another method. Now I yeah. thought you still had to do a portion mm -mm. of Bosja to get the the quest to start picking up the items. So I, I'm corrected. That is outside yeah. Bosja. The only thing you have to do is have the resistance weapon that costs a thousand poetics or the free right. one that you got from doing the quest. That's right. it. So the alternate way here is what 60 fates in heavensward zones and then like six dungeons something like that um i don't know if once i run through bosja once i'm ever really gonna go back there i, I might use it as an alternate leveling for 71 through 80 mm -hmm. but it just doesn't have the replayability for me and it's also faster to do it, it is, outside. I was just about to say, there is a huge speed difference doing it outside. Not only could I, you know, grind maybe, you know, whatever, a character in the 50s through 65-ish range, but the I can fly, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I can, it's, everything's been guaranteed. Like, you know how many fates you're going to do, how many dungeons you're going to do, and you go do it. You don't have to rely on the RNG. It's just a lot easier and probably in most cases unless you're stupid lucky a lot faster so i think the only time after i do the 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 whole boss boss run the first time and finish castrum the only time i'm gonna go back there maybe maybe is if i want to level something from 71 through 80 i would not personally do the relic or the resistance weapon grinding there um, i'm so glad there's another option but I don't think they're exactly balanced, Adam. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, though. I think it's I think it's good that they're doing this for several reasons. First, oh, I'm not bitching either. <laughs> I'm not yeah, bitching. <laughs> when it to, so I, I also like to I always do my white mage relic. That's my main. Um, even though I have all the ultimate weapons, I still man I still always do my uh, my white mage relic. Uh, when I did Eureka, it felt really painful because like I was like, man, I really yeah. wish there was an option where I'm not in here because. Because, I mean, the second area was pretty dead when I started back again. Uh, I had to find, like, Discord. I had to go back in there to get parties. And it was extremely painful to finish that relic. Mm. Whereas, like, this time, even say we say Bastia's outdated a year from now and people want to go back and they want to do, oh, I really want the uh, Shadowbringers relics. They don't have to go into Bastia and try to kill stuff by themselves or convince people to come with them. They can just go to these Heavensward fates. Um, 
which I think is a great thing. I mean, maybe the fact that it's faster might be a little kind of weird because you probably want it to be faster in Bosnia if you actually have people in Bosnia. Right, and Niabari in chat brings up a point that I wanted to bring up here is, remember the free trial just got extended through Heaven's Word. I was going to say that too, yeah. So new players have all the way through 60 content and the Heaven's Word expansion for totally free to be able to play. And this does make your expansion zones, your 50 through 60 zones, look maybe a little more populated, Tarkov, than they normally are. Yeah, because they've been pretty uh, desolate because uh, no one does it. <laughs> so, yeah, this this is a good thing uh, to have multiple options for relics because, yeah, Eureka was bad. Y- you had to do Eureka, and it wasn't fun. Uh, so having multiple options, um, populating those zones that are a little bit desolate, um, make it a little bit more appealing to those new trial players um, to keep going past the free trial. So all in all, win, win, win for everyone. Yeah, Adam, now that you've told me that, like, I really don't want to finish Bosja. I mean, I'm going to <laughs> because I'm already rank seven, you know, a couple, just a couple ranks away from being done. And I want to do Castrum at least once. But when you get to Castrum and you start farming the coins and stuff to get the Bosja gear and everything, we alluded to it earlier in the show. The prices are ridiculous. They're ridiculous, like a thousand coins for shit. And you're getting like 20 to 50 for a custom run that's taking you, depending on your group, anywhere from, let's say, 35 minutes to an hour. Um, 35 is a good run. 35 is a damn good run. I I said depending on your group. I said (laughs) depending on your group. Um, That is, there's just no way. I don't care about that gear enough to even remotely. This is why I didn't like the the, the rewards from Unreal's. I don't care about those rewards enough at those prices to even remotely concern myself with trying to do them. I, I think yeah. I see what they're trying to do. Go ahead, Tarko. Sorry. No, no, I was just agreeing with them. Um, yeah, I, I think I see what they're trying to do though with this. It's and I don't, I don't really like it. So if you just want the, the just the armor for itself, I think uh, a chest piece is like fifty or something, and then the hand. Like so, if you just want the glamour without the Bosja effects on it, it's it's not great, but it's not terrible now if you want the haste yeah, but it's, armor, it's taking you basically one run per piece if you're cr- just looking for the glamour yeah. stuff if you do right. everything right through a run right so with my first run obviously we didn't do everything right i got 22 coins yeah that gives you a good idea um so i think a good run probably gets you somewhere like 30 something so you're still gonna go run twice to get a chess piece um i think these coins are gonna carry into the next whatever we do um and i think you're probably going to get more for doing content in the next Bosja, like whatever they call it, Northern Front, or whatever they decide to call it. Um, and I think that's why these things are so expensive. But you're going to have these people... Some people are farming it because they want to go into that new BA day one, and they want to have the best chance to clear. But more, power the to them. more power to them, because you know how many cast rooms that's going to take? Ugh. It's 999 coins yeah, it's a thousand. for a chest and a leg. Yep. 500 yeah. coins per hand, boots, head. It's a lot. It's plus it's you got to pay for the armor itself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, that's awful. So it's it's not cheap. Okay. All in all, final word, your opinions on it, Adam. You initially, I saw on Facebook when you had cleared it on on Tuesday, said that was fun, but I don't know if I'll do it again. Um, I'm kind of, I am firmly in that camp where I will probably will not do this again. 
uh, unless I really just get in a pinch and I'm like, I really want to get this class from 71 to 80 as fast as possible. I don't really want to do dungeon spam. I'm just going to go do this for a day and, and call it done. That's the only time I can see me, see me doing this. I don't care about the haste gear enough to put myself through that type of pain while paying a subscription uh, to do it. It's no, there's too many other things I could be doing in this game. <laughs> do you still feel the same way, Adam? You liked it. That was cool. But you probably not again, or have you changed your mind after a few days of basking I've, in it? I've done a few cast rooms. Um, it's fun. I don't think I'm going to repeat it a ton of times. I want my healer armor. I'll probably get that. And then I'm, I want my mounts. Uh, once I get those two things, I don't know how much I'm going to touch it, to be honest. I uh, want my minions, <laughs> and I have a parasol. Yep. I got a sexy new parasol, so... There that's you go. that's yeah, good. You go. what Other about than you? that, I'll probably just be helping people. Sorry. What about yeah. you, Tark? Um, I haven't gotten to the point where I'm disliking it yet. Um, I'm still you know only rank seven, so I, I'm in the camp right now where I'm going to keep playing it. Um, I'm enjoying it. I love the fast pace uh, uh, of the fade to fade to critical engagement. I I foresee me realizing okay this is a little bit too much um, especially with the cost of the, the gear min maxing has always has never been my big strong suit so I, I'm probably going to get to the point where it's going to be like okay uh, I'm done but for right now I'm, I'm enjoying it alright well before we sign off today let's go through some other smaller Square Enix news that happened over this past week. First off Final Fantasy 16 obviously about a month ago uh, we saw the reveal trailer at the PS5 conference that game could launch and I, I said this that day and I said it again on State of the Realm and now a bunch of other people are running with it. Yay. Uh, that that could probably launch sooner than most of us think. Uh, from a Square Enix recruitment post for job postings, we get this, quote, we have already completed basic development and scenario production and are continuing to create large-scale resources and build boss battles while expanding our various development tools. Also, most of our staff are carrying out their work remotely. Now, the key phrase there being, Tark, of course, we have already completed basic development and scenario production. That's a pretty yes. big deal that you would not be saying on a job post unless you were very, very far in development, which is something I speculated a while ago that this is probably further than most people think. Does that mean it's coming out in 2021? I don't think so. I think it's a 2022 title, but it's definitely not Quarter in one. my book a 2025 title. No. Um, and I think the, the key point of the trailer that makes us realize that it's coming sooner rather than later is that we actually got to see gameplay. Um, usually when you see a reveal trailer, it's all cinematic. The fact that we actually got to see gameplay, some combat, um, uh, Dragoon in its rifle place, uh, tanking the floor, uh, that <laughs> leads me to believe that this is, this is coming sooner rather than later. Uh, probably the very end, holiday 2021, I'm hoping, um, but more likely that really? nice Square Enix. Maybe that's you, you know, sweet. Uh, no, okay, Square honestly, Enix are you hoping? Like, April. I get hoping that it would be next holiday, but like, <laughs> do you honestly think there's a possibility that it it's holiday 2021 title? If if you believe that um, Yoshi and uh, Naoki have been working on this since 2016, 
And I don't think there's any years. reason not to not to think that, given that we yeah. know for a fact a lot of those people that are working on 16 left the 14 team around that time mm-hmm. to to go on this project. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm hopeful, but I'm I'm more realistic that's going to be probably that sweet Square Enix spot of March or April of 2020, uh, 2022. I'm hyped. Adam, what do you what do you think? I'm thinking 2022. Honestly, I w- even though I like this came out, I'm I'm still thinking like remake part two is going to come out before this game comes out. Yeah. So what I'm start. trying to think about here. If we go with the typical timelines, we would have what? We would have our next expansion for 14 would typically be like what? June, July of 2021, wouldn't it? Two years. Yeah, Yeah, somewhere around there. So, I mean, I don't think we're going to get the expansion right around then. No, uh, August, September. Yeah, I think it'll be pushed back a little bit. So let's let's say like August, September, maybe even October, since they've had uh, a bit of delay stuff. So if that puts that in the September, October window of next year, I don't think we're going to get it 16 for the holidays. And then you still have seven, which I, I just don't see seven's part two next year either. No. I see that as probably the sweet spot you were mentioning, uh, Chris, I see that as maybe the February, March title of 2022 and then 16, probably summer, uh, early fall of 2022. I guess that's kind of just the way I'm mapping it out in my head. I don't think they're going to release both those titles in the same quarter, right? Definitely. No, definitely not the same quarter. I'm I, yeah, yeah, I would put them at least half a year apart. We do February, March, and then like a July, August, late summer, early fall. For, for sixteen in twenty twenty two. See, I'm not I'm not seeing seven remake part two ready until end of twenty twenty two, maybe beginning of twenty twenty three. I don't think they're all that far along in it. That's fair. Yeah, That's fair. I mean true. if you if you move that title, then yeah, I think your sweet spot window becomes Final Fantasy sixteen. I just maybe maybe I'm giving them a little little more credit than they deserve as far as how far along the development for part two is, and I'm giving them that credit based on statements that they have said prior to part part one even coming out on on where they were with some things, but who knows what's held up and if their yeah. schedule is held up. Uh, it'll be fun though. I'm looking forward to it. We're we're gonna leave this topic just for a second. You're probably wondering why I didn't ask anybody's opinion on on sixteen. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, other Square Enix news, Square Enix Twitter did tweet out that Bravely Default 2 info is coming soon. So maybe we'll see a release of that this year. I hope so. I love that game. I love that game. Either of you play uh, Bravely Default? Yeah. I played the first one. Yeah. yeah. I, I played a little bit. It's right here on my uh, DS. Um, haven't got real far in it, but it is uh, an excellent game. Looking looking forward to 2 or just, yeah, whatever? With it on my Switch? Absolutely. Adam? I'll, I'll probably buy it. Yeah, I like, the first one was good. Does it come out this year? I mean, that was the intention. Does it still come out this year? Or does the Twitter saying, hey, more info coming soon, maybe lead you the other way, that it's a Q1 2021 title now? If, it feels like it's going to be Q1, but that's kind of where my gut is. I think so, too. I think it's going to be yeah. a delay. <laughs> if they, it doesn't come out in the next uh, Nintendo Direct, which I'm hoping there's still one this month, um, if it doesn't come out with that, um, it's definitely coming out next year. 
Speaking of delays and next year, Outriders, the uh, one to three person co-op shooty uh, game coming, it was delayed until February 2021. I'm kind of okay with this because my wallet is just so sore yeah. right now from the October and November timeline, not just with the consoles, but with all the titles coming out. Then I have three kids and December has Christmas. I mean, so I'm kind of okay with this. This is a game I'm looking forward to. When it launches, full crossplay, upgrades to new gen consoles confirmed free. So if you buy it on PS4 and then get a PS5 or the Xbox One and you get an Xbox uh, Series S or X, those upgrades are free. That's all great news, very customer-centric news. Glad to see that it's you know following in the vein of most productions, uh, but delayed till February 2021. Do either of you, like, I'm really excited about this game, and I'm not generally into shooters, but I do love looter-shooter games. Uh, so this is, I, I'm looking forward to it. Either of you uh, on the Outriders train? Uh, mildly. Um, I, I want to see the UI go away from Destiny. Um, I'm excited that it's not a, a live service game. Um, so the, yeah, it's all in I, one I think box. Part, think 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 more yeah. Borderlands than like a division. Borderlands. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I, and I think that's part of why maybe they needed to push it back. A, you know, the world we live in now, but they they need to make this a complete experience um, because they're not going to have those live updates um, like some games have. So um, I hope they take the time to to flesh it out, make it a complete experience. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely check it out when it comes around. Adam, are you going to be part of my squad, or is this a game you don't care about? It's not something super on my radar, honestly. Um, like, first-person games are something I, ha- I haven't really been, like, big into in, in quite some time, to be honest. I don't I don't really know why. I can't really, like, put my finger on it. You know, like, uh, Resident Evil went first-person, and I, for some reason, like like it less. I don't, And I can't really explain it. Oh, um, 7 was so good. No, it's a good game. It's like it's just weird that yeah. Um, But yeah, I probably won't be picking it up. But I'll I'll look at it. You know, anything kind of Square Enix related, I still kind of keep my eye on it. Right. So if it ends up being like good and a lot of people like it, I could see myself picking it up. So. Well, speaking of, it's probably better news that it's a uh, not a live service game. Uh, You know, Square doesn't seem to really be doing all that well with its live service games right now. Crystal Dynamics, Square Enix having a a bit of a rough time with uh, the Marvel Avengers title with crossplay still not being a thing and really it it has to be a thing at this point. Uh, the, the game's in trouble if it doesn't manage to sort this out a little bit because even on Steam, we're seeing less than 2,000 players online, at times less than 1,000, and for a game that does not have cross-platform play, segregates all three of its audiences to their own platforms. This is just... Oh, by the way, the entire endgame is built around matchmaking with other people. Oh, and by the way, I mean, if we could just... God, it just keeps getting worse, right? <laughs> just it's keep so adding to it. It's so bad. By the way, when you matchmake for this endgame stuff, you cannot be the same hero as another person that is playing. So anybody picking Hulk boom, you cannot matchmake with the Hulk uh, or that player. It's becoming a bit of a nightmare. Now, today, finally, they did release the uh, Tachyon Missions updates, so there is a little bit more content. Now, they were very... Crystal Dynamics was, like, pinning a lot of hope on on this update, and I think it might have been a little little wishful thinking. Uh, So... 
Here, here's yeah, here's their a, number. Go ahead. Their numbers spiked maybe 500 players today. Um, that's about it. So they got up to like 2,100, 2,200 on Steam. It's it's not a good scenario right now for them. Yeah. So Kotaku reached out to Scott Amos, who's the studio head, and and I'm going to read you not the entire statement, but I'm going to read you portions. And gentlemen, I want your uh, your opinion on it on both of these. So to our players, this was basically in conjunct or in response to the question of, look, your player base is really suffering. You don't have a lot of players right now. It's a game that's all about matchmaking. What are you doing? By the way, there's a ton of shit ton of problems with the game. By the way, loot kind of sucks in, in the game. You can't even see it on your character. It's just a snowball effect. I, I just get shades of Anthem, and I think that's what immediately comes yeah. to everybody else's mind when the, a looter shooter now goes awry as you, you kind of think of Anthem. Yeah. Uh, so Amos had this to say, to our players, every day we fight to make the best game possible for our community. We have a great community management team at Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix who funnel all of your concerns, suggestions, and feedback to the development team daily. We are listening. We are making fixes, improvements, and additions as fast as we safely can. Weird phrasing. To make Marvel's Avenger the game we all aspire it to be. Uh, yeah, so basic <laughs> PR bullshit, right? Mm, yeah. Um, as such... We have a number of new content pieces coming in the weeks ahead, including a totally new Warzone mission type called Tachyon Rifts that did launch today, a new outpost that's a jumping off point for new story missions in the future, and Ames Cloning Lab, which requires a coordinated high-level group of four players to beat with new top-end loot rewards for finishing it. And in each of these updates, we do tuning and bug fixing to enhance the overall experience. And they went on to talk about two new heroes coming out in the future. By the way, one of them is exclusive to the PlayStation, so that really doesn't matter for the other two platforms. <sighs> Whatever. Uh, when you get Spider-Man in the mix. Uh, and to be fair, that update did go live today. It did add that mission type. It did do a number of quality of life improvements that some people were really looking forward to. But I... I think the end is like it's written on the wall already for this one, Tark. And I own this game, full disclosure. I beat the main campaign. And even I was just like, yeah, I love looter shooters. I don't know why, considering that over the last five years, there hasn't been one that released on day one that actually was enjoyable. Like Destiny 2 salvaged itself, I think, in a lot of respects. Anthem, who knows what the hell is going to happen with that rebuild. Here we are, another one. This makes me really... I pre-ordered Godfall. I'm an idiot. Like, I just keep... I'm like, no, please, please, please do it right. Here's money in advance. Do it right. So we'll be streaming that on PS5 launch day, doing some Godfall. Hopefully, you know, it'll be an exper a good experience. But I have not touched this game personally in forever. In forever. And I don't know if... They didn't release anything about timelines or and there's just nothing that I see on the drawing board that makes me really want to return to this one, Tark. That's the problem. They don't have any content. Um, there was technical problems in beta. I was having problems with motion blur and feeling nauseous um, while seeing all the screen shakes. Um, they ironed some of that stuff out, but there's still this problem with content. They just don't have any. People are getting all of their characters up to power level 150, and they're like, okay, I'm done. There's nothing for me to do. There's no reason for me to log in. And it, there's nothing in the future that's coming out right away that's going to change that. Um, 
I, I don't understand how these companies are, are producing these live service games and they're not understanding that you need, still need to pr- present a full package for people to keep wanting to play for months on end. And it just, it just baffles me. It's, it's also, Adam, one of those games where even just the look is just really bad. It's really bad optics when you have all this like over monetization and oh, over advertising, like with, you know, uh, Verizon and, and Intel and, and all these different cross, but like all of that is working great. It's working fine. And there's so much of it in the game. Oh, but yeah, hold on. We'll we'll fi- we're gonna spend some time fixing bugs, which is gonna delay content. Oh, but there isn't enough content, and it's just a really bad look all the way around. Do you foresee that we're gonna be getting the, hey, we're gonna put a pause on things, go back to the drawing board and fix some things, a la Destiny Two, a la Anthem? Are we gonna see that here with Avengers? I, I kind of hope so. This game's been really weird. I've been up and down this game. When they first announced it, I was like, why? This looks really bad. Uh, and then I eventually got convinced to buy it. I bought it. I played the beta. Had tons of problems with the beta. Yeah. I refunded my purchase immediately. Uh, and then now I see all these issues coming out post-launch. I still try to follow the game. Like, maybe should I pick it up? And I, Not yet. The more I think about it, I'm just like, no, I'm good. Um, yeah. The whole exclusive stuff kind of rose me the wrong way, too. Yeah. And then it just seems like they kind of you know, can't get their stuff together. It's the way it kind of feels. And, and it almost feels like, like you said, they should just put it on hold. And just kind of figure out, like, they need to get the game in a presentable way where, like, people are having fun. Because it seems like they're losing players and no one's having fun. And they're just going to continue to kind of bleed that out. Yeah, like, they're going to keep like, losing how players. how have these companies not realized, like, there are, it's not like this is the first one out of the gate. Exactly. We have seen most looter shooters go down this road lately. Like, how do you not avoid those pitfalls? I, I just don't get it. It seems dumb. It seems like uh, hubris. You know, we know what we're doing. We're not going to fall into those traps. Oh shit, we fell into those traps. <laughs> um, you know, it's just the, think almost of- the the greed of it, Tark. The the greed of the faster we get this on, the faster the dollars roll in. The, the greed of it, um, the the monetization is just atrocious in this game. Um, but maybe they were just thinking, oh, the IP is going to carry us. Um, they're going to play because it's Marvel okay. Avengers. Hold on, hold on. I've heard that <laughs> argument. And if we weren't talking about a company that understood, or at least should by now, that the IP should. is not going to carry a game to success, like Square <laughs> Enix should know that lesson, that very valuable lesson now, I would agree with you. I don't think that that holds water when we talk about this one. It, yeah, it's... Those that don't learn from the past are doomed to repeat it, right? <laughs> So they're definitely doing uh, that. <laughs> oh my God. It's just Anthem destiny Two. here we go. Uh, Marvel's Avengers. So um, that's why I'm, I'm hopeful for outriders. You know, it's not live service put out a complete package. I, I just we'll don't. See. We'll see. All right. It's time it. to time to wrap it. this one up. We've been going <laughs> for a little over an hour. Now we got to finish with our favorite segment, one we're going to leave you with every week, give you a chance to chime in on your thoughts uh, via comments on YouTube over on the Ready Check Radio site, wherever you want to leave them. Let's slide over. It's time for Love It or Leave It. In this segment, here's what we do. 
We're going to bring up a Square Enix item. It could be a feature in a game, could be a game, could be a press release, could be something they said in a post. It could be anything Square Enix related. And we're going to get all three of our opinions on whether we absolutely love this item or thing or post or game, or if we would just leave it on the wayside. And we want you to chime in in the comments your thoughts. Of course, I uh, mentioned it a little bit earlier today. On this uh, premiere show, we're going to start with the actual Final Fantasy 16 trailer playing on your screen right now. Love it or leave it. The Final Fantasy 16 trailer. Adam, we'll start with you. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I loved it. Honestly, all they had to probably do was show me the logo. And I was, <laughs> I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be honest. But, uh, you know, as soon as like you see it and, and like um, you hear him talking, you're like, okay, is it? And you see the Square Enix logo and you're like, okay, I think it is. And then you see Shiva and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm, I mean, we're done. You can cut it off. Uh, show over. I mean, I'm going to buy this. It's going to maybe buy a console right. uh, easily. Uh, I'm interested to see where the, the only, my only reserve about it is I really want to see where the combat goes. And then the trailer shows a little bit of it. Um, we're not really sure exactly how it works yet. We're not really sure how many party members we have yet. But I'm absolutely buying this game, and I'm absolutely, like, it's absolutely love it. I mean, it's, it's not even remotely close to anything else. And, and we're not talking about the game. We're just talking about the trailer. So you, yeah, I mean, you, even, you still love it, even though we're just yeah. talking about the trailer. I mean, I mean yeah, the, the trailer itself is still really good. I mean, visually, this game looks amazing. You can see from the get-go that this is done by the 14 team. Like, oh, you can absolutely. All, like, and hear already it. See. And hear it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously soaking. Um, and and you could tell Yoshi P is is working on this game. Like you didn't have to tell me that by seeing the trailer. So I mean, w with how many hours I have in fourteen, obviously, like that makes me crazy excited too. I love all the people that are like, oh my god, it's, it could be such a dark Final Fantasy. There was a did you play Type Zero? Type Zero. Oh, yeah. Did you play Final Fantasy zero. Tactics? <laughs> yeah, we've had I get we've had dark Seri Final Fantasy stuff. I get very big Type Zero vibes from this, actually, with the yeah. story, just the stuff that yeah, the, the crystals the powering trailer. the city. You kind of get that too. Yeah. yeah, it's I'm I'm absolutely with you. Um, go ahead, Tarkov. Uh, love it. Uh, immediately feels like uh, Final Fantasy. Uh, it's a return to high fantasy, a la Final Fantasy Nine. Uh, using has the same parallels. Seven and eight led to nine. Uh, Thirteen and and 15 led to 16 so i am super stoked the trailer is perfect i even love the ifrit equals godzilla and phoenix equals mothra kind of vibes that was thrown in there too uh well i mean who am i to break the the streak here i'm gonna go with love it uh i imagine most people are gonna comment that they loved it too uh as far as the trailer itself i thought it was very cool. I thought the logo was awesome. I love the visuals. Yes, you know, everything you've already mentioned. You get the 14 vibe. You get the 14 sound. You get what potentially is going to be a little bit of a darker storyline, which I'm always in favor of, uh, even if it isn't the first time Final Fantasy has done that. Uh, I do have concerns about the game. Combat is one. You mentioned, Adam, like, we don't know. There seems to be, like, an NPC with your player in there, but they, they don't actively look like they're in combat so like is it a party based thing is it you know more of a party based a la Final Fantasy 15 where you have these fucking useless NPCs uh, <laughs> and, and you, you're just generally doing anything is it a single player more in the vein of you know maybe like an Assassin's Creed type, uh, type action combat God of War type action combat thing like we don't know there's a lot to be answered there uh, there's things I'm hoping for and hoping not but as a trailer by itself I got to give it, love it. 
as well. So three love it's. Let us know what you think in the comments below. We'll read some of them on next week's show as well. Remember that will be Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern here on twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. You can check out all of our socials, whether that be Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, whatever, uh, Instagram on our website, readycheckradio.com, which is live. And you can check out all the streamers and all the shows that'll be coming to the channel. It has been an absolute pleasure, gentlemen, to launch the channel officially doing this show with you. Adam, before we sign off, why don't you let everybody know where they can follow you personally, sir? Uh, sure, yeah. I post a lot on Twitter if you want to hear my terrible thoughts about <laughs> most of the stuff uh, 14 related, but I also do other stuff too on there. So my Twitter is actually uh, right at the bottom. Feel free to do so. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Tarkov. You find me on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube at Tarkov Gaming. Well, that was easy enough. Well, damn. You can follow me right there at MagicMan1 on Twitter. Follow ReadyCheckRadio.com. Follow us on all the socials. We'll see you next Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here, Twitch TV. Have a great one.